community on AM 1430 Fairchild Radio. In every can of Guinness, there's over 250 years of brewing tradition and a widget. The widget makes every can of Guinness, Guinness. stuff very good yourself. morning i can tell you're back but the trad the huh? do stuff is back welcome ah, back it's good to have the trad that's a new track from a band called full set after uh, debut uh, no sorry that's the debut single off uh, of a new cd that's coming coming out uh, in the next couple of months deadly mrs ramsey's or miss ramsey's huh? great stuff great stuff oh yeah so tell me did you see a kangaroo when you were down there even one 
Not this time. No. No. All right. No. Yeah. No kangaroos with the boxing gloves or anything like that. <laughs> but uh, the last time I went down, I saw a few of them. I fed a few of them the last time. Good man yourself. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and a few koalas. But no, I didn't hug any koalas this time either. <laughs> Good so. man yourself. Good to be back. Brogies well, are officially in Melbourne, so that's Officially, great. yes. Yeah, We're well all done. there. Loving them down there. Good stuff. Hey, we have some royalty coming in to join us in studio we today. We do. Man, James Maloney, MP for Etobicoke Lakeshore. Is Imagine coming that, in. huh? going to have some crack with him now. Oh, yeah. We better not say anything now because he could still turn around and not come in. That's right. right. We'll keep it good for here. Keep it good for now, Until he yeah. gets in here and then we'll put the investigation to yeah. him. We're going to ask him a lot of questions about Justin. Yeah. See what kind of a fella he He's is. He's the man. The Prime Minister. The man on the street. Handsome Justin. Handsome Justin. Almost as handsome as Joe Reynolds. Huh? <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a toss-up for sure there now. Yeah. 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 So, so come here to me. Um, uh, the, the, the big news from the GA world last weekend was that Kerry beat Leash in Hurland for the first time in 53 years. That's incredible, isn't it's, it? Yeah, it's dreadful. That's dreadful, that's what it is. The, bun- ah, well, no, the Buntings would have been up all around Kerry, wouldn't they? What's that? The Buntings would have been up all around <laughs> Kerry. <laughs> the Buntings would be going. Anyway, yeah. What's the uh, What's the story in Leash? Um, I think they had a whole lot of players. Is cheddar on the block. Cheddar's, cheddar's on the block. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they had about seven players re, 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 retire, and um, I think uh, I think they'll take a little bit of time now to get used to. But uh, Kerry are actually not that bad. Kerry will give a few of the other. Teams You're only saying that run. now. I am, but yeah, they have, have to, uh, but they're well they have Limerick now. How do you think they'll fare against well, Limerick tomorrow? Well, their coach is from Limerick, Kieran Carey, yeah. who was an all-star himself. So now that'll be very interesting. Have awfully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That could be dodgy. Now. It could be goodness. Yeah, could last year it wasn't. We took care of business, so yeah. One that caught my eye that's tomorrow in uh, Division Three A. Yes, huh? yes. Oh yeah, Warwickshire. Yeah, <laughs> who are they playing? <laughs> playing loud. Oh boy, last uh, well, I suppose the first game of the season, Warwickshire's trip to Swords to play Fingal wasn't so dusty. <laughs> they lost four eighteen to one six. Oh boy, yeah. All so right. anyway, against Fingal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, right. Kilkenny tip though tomorrow. Yeah, that's a cracker. Isn't a classic, it? yeah. Interesting to see. Yeah. Wexford Clare is another one that should be a fairly decent old bash, shouldn't it? Yeah, that'll be a good game as well. They're all tomorrow. Are your lads playing tomorrow? No, no we don't play till March. March the 6th. Yeah, all yeah. right. Up at, uh, we play Fermanagh in Markovic Park. Oh, no. Fermanagh had a good team. Good team last year at least. Yeah. Dublin uh, Gall will go at it today and Cork Waterford. Yeah. Now, speaking of Waterford, do you know who's getting married today in Waterford? No. Cathy Murphy. Is she? Yeah. Today? Today. In, in Waterford. Waterford. In Waterford. Oh, my gosh. I'd say now, would your man Eddie be heading off to the game? Huh? Oh, maybe. <laughs> Straight out of the wedding. Sneaking out. Out of the church, yeah. after the wedding. <laughs> anyway, congratulations to Cathy and Eddie. Absolutely. On their wedding day. So wow, that's great. Big news altogether, oh, isn't sure it? That. Yeah. Huh? I didn't Can't believe I, we didn't get an invite. I, I'm going to have to check the mail. Yeah. Have to check the <laughs> Be a mail. bit late. Yeah. <laughs> Send the gift off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rory's in contention. He is, yeah. He's four back. Yeah. At Riviera, six under. And Harrington is one under. Yeah. Did he make the cut? Off. I believe so, yeah. Yeah. All yeah. right. Good. good. Mr. Speed didn't, so. Rory, I guess, has a bit of a chance to oh. do some catching up on the ground. So. Yeah, he's on a bit of a dirty streak there now, Speed. Yeah, he was eight over on the opening day yeah. and then came back with a three under round, but not enough to, to make the cut. Right, the so, hockey. Disaster. Right. Well, And um, uh, now, listen, there was uh, you, you're the big fan of Joe in Mullingar. There was a different <laughs> kind of Joe in Mullingar yesterday. <laughs> oh, is that right? Yeah, Who the Irish there? boys did a run out. So Joe Schmidt was in Mullingar with the team yesterday. Six Nations uh, little team uh, run out there. So, oh, uh, very yeah. good. 
Yeah. No show like Joe show was the, <laughs> some of the, the lines that they were saying. The Six Nations team has seriously been damaged, though. Yeah. They're going to be blooding a, a lot of young fellas now against England. So, uh, you know, after that disaster in France, Dave Kearney is done, O'Brien is done, and McCarthy is done. Yeah, oh so God. No, I will have to pull in, a, pull in a few young lads and give them, a, give them an old run. Yeah, and then yeah. Leinster stealing uh, Robbie Henshaw and Connacht. Robbie Henshaw's gone huh? from Connacht to Leinster. Three-year deal. Unbelievable. Yeah. Leinster lads are delighted. Did you read the thing there? Because he's, he's from Athlone, right? Okay. So kind of which side of the Shannon you are on, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Apparently their, their GEA club was actually founded in Connacht way back when. Yeah. Oh, by God. But of course it's in Leinster anyway. So, uh Anyway, interesting little story. And then in the in rugby, the provinces, uh, Munster lost last night against Glasgow, 27-24. Leinster right now are leading uh, Cardiff 6-3 the last time I looked anyway. And then Connacht plays Zebra at uh, 4.30 Irish time. Right. And Ulster are on tomorrow against Scarlets. Wonderful. Good man. Well done. Good stuff, and the uh, the club football and hurling is all set now. Uh, yeah. Bally Bowden uh, took down Clonmel last week, so they are going to be playing Castlebar Mitchells in the club football final, and Cushendall will play in a Pearshig. We might have an Pearshig hurler coming on the show now. Does Ger have the tickets bought for Crow Park? Tick- oh gosh, yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. He won't be missing that one. Right, he could be gone. He could be he gone did. for a week. He could be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he could be. May never be seen again. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's good. Yeah, all good. And I uh, just wanted to uh, to to mention, I think we're going to line up a tune here, right? Oh, we are, yeah, for um, sure. And um, I was uh, down at the Galway Arms last week and uh, I met uh, Pat Kibblehan there and his family. Um, and, of course, they had a very difficult week. Yes. His, his wife was uh, was uh, laid to rest and we announced that on the show here last week. But anyway, I asked him to give me a little bit of critiquing on the show. I'm sure he had none. He's a very loyal listener. Good. But he did tell me that there's a Cork song that he really liked to, li- to, to hear us play. And uh, we found it or you found it. So good man yourself. Bold Taddy Quill, yeah, and um, it's, the it's a very old Cork song, and uh, he really wanted to play it. And our thoughts and prayers go out to uh, to Pat Kevlin and his family. Sure, uh, lovely people. Go for it. Ye maids of two hollow, anxious for court, and no word of advice I will give unto ye. Proceed to Bantir to the athletic sport, and, and hand in your names to the club committee. And never commence any sketch on your program till the carriage you see flying over the hill. Right on through the valleys and lands of Kilcorny With our own darling sportsman, the bold Teddy Quill For rambling, for roving, for football or courting For drinking black porter as fast as you'd fill In all your days roving, you'll find none so jovial As a muskery sportsman, the bold Teddy Quill at the great hurling match between Cork and Tipperary, was played in the park on the banks of the Lee. Our own darling lads were afraid of being beaten, so they sent for Balthady to ball and agree. He hurled that ball right and left in their faces and showed the Tipperary men action and skill. If he touched on his lines, he would certainly brain them, and the papers were full of the praise of Ted Quill. 
For rambling, for roving, for football or courting, or drinking black porter as fast as you'll fill. In all your days roving, you'll find none so jovial as our muscary sportsman, the Baltady Quill. At the Cork exhibition, there was a fair lady whose fortune exceeded a million or more. But a bad constitution had ruined her completely, and medical treatment had failed o'er and o'er. Our mother says she shall I know what will lace me and cure this disease which will certainly kill. Give over your doctors and medical treatment. I'd rather one squeeze out of both Eddie Quill. For rambling, for roving, for football or courting, or drinking black porter as fast as you'd fill. In all your days roving, you'll find none so jovial as our muscular sportsman, the Bolt Eddie Quill. The Quinn family invite you to visit downtown Toronto's oasis of Irish hospitality at the Irish Embassy, 49 Young Street at Wellington, and PJ O'Brien's at 39 Colborne, just behind the King Edward Hotel. The Irish Embassy, a landmark of classic architecture, is your downtown destination for drinks, snacks, lunch, or dinner. Call 416-866-8282. And just around the corner, enjoy the local pub atmosphere of PJ O'Brien's, serving the best in pub fare and also your downtown venue for an intimate evening dinner. PJ's has live music every Friday and Saturday night. Call PJ's at 416-815-7562. For over 12 years now, the Belfast Lounge has been the go-to place in Mississauga for great food, great ambiance, and a traditional Irish welcome. Located at 5165 Dixie Road at Amco, just north of Eglinton, Colin McCullough and his staff will be pleased to welcome you to an Irish bar and restaurant that evokes memories of some of Ireland's great classic pubs. You can choose your spot at the bar, dine in the comfortable restaurant section, or just stretch your legs in the cozy lounge area. The cuisine of Executive Chef Colin is renowned, whether you are dropping in for a fast pub grub lunch or a more leisurely evening dinner with family and friends. We look forward to seeing you at the Belfast Lounge, an Irish oasis in Mississauga. Call us at 905-212-9048 for group bookings or to find out our upcoming entertainment schedule. We're located at 5165 Dixie Road at Amco, just north of Eglinton Avenue. All right, it's off to... I was going to say Ottawa, but he's not. He's in Happy Adventure Newfoundland. <laughs> Happy adventure. I'll have to look that one up on the internet, but I'll take your word for it, fa- fellas. Uh, good morning, folks. Desmond Devoy here with the news from Ireland for this week. The news is brought to you by our friends at Aer Lingus. Here are the top stories that are making headlines in Ireland. Our top story this morning. With a week to go until the ballots are counted in next Friday's general election, Fine Gael are not only starting to sink in the polls, one of their key ministers now admits that they may not even end up as the largest party in the Doyle Erin. The Red Sea poll out this week for the Irish Sun found that when 9% of undecided voters were screened out, that Fine Gael was down 2 points to 26%, down from the last Red Sea poll out last Sunday. Coalition colleagues Labour were up a point to 9%, while Fianna Foyle was also up a point to 19%. Sinn Féin was in fourth place at 17%, down 3 points, with independence up 2% to 18 Amongst the smaller parties, the People Before Profit Anti-Austerity Alliance was on 2%, down 1%, while the Social Democrats were down 1% to 3%.
The Green Party doubled its showing, up two points to 4%, while Renewa also doubled its support from 1% to 2%. The 1,000 voters were interviewed late last week and early this week after the TV3 leaders' debate, but before the RTE leaders' debate. Health Minister Leo Varadkar told RTE Radio 1 this week that there was now a chance that Fine Gael may not be the largest party after the votes are counted. While various parties are quickly ruling out possible coalition partners before the big vote, one man who helped forge an unlikely coalition of bitter enemies in the late 80s and early 90s said that those promises that are being made now should be taken with, quote, two or three pinches of salt. Des O'Malley founded the Progressive Democrats in 1985, a splinter group from Fianna Foyle, which then went into power as junior coalition partners under Charlie Hawhey in 1989. Speaking to RTE, O'Malley said that he could see Fine Gael and Fianna Foyle going into government together and that it would give Ireland much-needed stability. He said that his instincts were, quote, entirely against casting his lot in with Fianna Foyle in 1989, but he said he had a duty to respond to the, quote, mathematics of the election which the voters presented. And in a late-breaking related story, voters in Northern Ireland will be going to the polls not once, but twice this spring. After the Stormont Assembly elections in early May, they will vote in the so-called Brexit referendum. British Prime Minister David Cameron announced early today that that vote on whether Britain should stay within the European Union will be held on Thursday, June 23rd. In business news this morning, being told you're laid off? Tragic. Hearing that hundreds of your workmates have also been made redundant? Heartbreaking. Learning about it all from a text message? Insulting. That's how many Bombardier employees at the, pla- at the Bombardier plant in Belfast were told this week. The Belfast Telegraph reports that scores of Bombardier workers learned that as many as 1,000 jobs were at risk at the Quebec-headquartered airplane manufacturing plant in Ulster via text messages from relatives who heard the news long before employees were told by the company. In time, the company gathered the workers together to be told that 1,000 jobs will be shed over the next two years. Davy Thompson of the Unite Union, which represents Belfast Bombardier employees, said that, quote, it was absolute madness that the company was due to tell its Irish employees at noon, Greenwich Mean Time, but that the announcement of 7,000 global Bombardier job losses had been released from Montreal World Headquarters an hour earlier. It's certainly not the right way to do it, he said, but we were still stunned to find out just how grave the situation was. Bombardier is the largest manufacturing company in Northern Ireland. Now we look back at this week in 1916, where we look at the headlines from 100 years ago in the run-up to the Easter Rising. On February 19, 1916, the Irish Times published what it called, quote, an urgent manifesto to the people of Ireland from Irish Parliamentary Party leader John Redmond. In his piece, Redmond called for Irishmen to mark the, quote, profound change in the relationship between Britain and Ireland by, quote, wholeheartedly supporting the Allies in the field. Redmond was writing because of a fall-off in Irish recruitment to the British Army, which only accelerated after the rising. Meanwhile, on the same day, the Dublin Metropolitan Police maintained their watch on nationalists in the city, including noting that James Connolly attended a debate at 41 Rutland Square that day entitled, Do We Want Peace Now? The police report said that while fellow rising collaborators Sean McDermott, Countess Markovitz, and others were also in attendance, the police observer felt that, quote, the proceedings were of no importance. And that same day, the Workers' Republic, Connolly's newspaper, published a poll by Maeve Cavanaugh, a haunting foreshadowing called Spring 1916, which opens with the line, Quiet the prelude to the storm. 
Earlier in the week, on a different matter, on February 15, 1916, the government announced that it will take over Irish patent still whiskey distilleries for munition supplies. The reason given for this was because war needs represented about 15 million gallons out of a total output of 40 million gallons. The balance was slated to be sold for consumption. And there you go, folks. That was the news from Ireland for this week. The news is brought to you by our friends at Aer Lingus. Traveling to Ireland and Europe has never been easier with Aer Lingus' year-round direct service from Toronto to Dublin, with connections available from more than 10 Canadian cities to Dublin. Smart flies Aer Lingus. That's www.airlingus.com. One more time, www.aerlingus.com. Now you're up to date. Now it's back to Toronto with the lads at Keolagus Crack. So until next week, folks, Salon Go Foil. There's a boy, a little boy, shooting arrows in the blue. And he's aiming them at someone, but the question is at who? Is it me or is it you? It's hard to tell until you're hit. But you'll know it when they hit you, cause they hurt a little bit. Here they come, pouring out of the blue. Little arrows for me and for you. You're falling in love again. You're falling in love again. Little arrows in your clothing, little arrows in your hair. When you're in love, you'll find those little arrows everywhere. Little arrows that will hit you once and hit you once again. Little arrows that hit everybody every now and then. Some folks run and others hide, but there ain't nothing they can do. And some folks put on armor, but the arrows go straight through. So you see, there's no escape, so why not face it and admit that you love those little arrows when they hurt a little bit. Here they come, pouring out of the blue. Little arrows for me and for you. You're falling in love again. You're falling in love again Little arrows in your clothing Little arrows in your hair When you're in love You'll find those little arrows everywhere Little arrows that will hit you once And hit you once again Little arrows that hit everybody Every now and then Here they come pouring out of the blue Little arrows for me and for you you're falling in love again, you're falling in love again Little arrows in your clothing, little arrows in your hair When you're in love you'll find those little arrows everywhere Little arrows that will hit you once and hit you once again Little arrows that hit everybody every now and then Here they come pouring out of the blue Now, imagine that, huh? I haven't I was, heard that for a while. You know, I missed you there now at Valentine's <laughs> Day. So, Little Arrows, uh, huh? Good man, thank you very much. <laughs> Firing them over to you. Just for me. And, uh, well, because of our guest, too, he's a big show band fan, you see. Yes. So, I thought we'd have a couple of tracks on show bands today. Good man, huh? yeah. Grew up listening to stuff, he said. When we uh, when we first started this show, there was a, a wild request came in. Yeah. From the wildest ever, I'd say. I'd say so, yeah. <laughs> and finally, we're getting around to playing it. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, joining us live in studio, James Maloney, MP for mm. Etobicoke Lakeshore. Uh, James, you're very welcome. And um, I, I assume you'll be apologising at some stage for making that request there a couple of years ago. Uh, we got off to an awful start. 
You guys don't seem to like it as much as, as I did growing up, so, so maybe I should be apologizing. Yeah, I grew up listening to the Carlton Show Band. That was my first introduction to Irish music as a boy in Thunder Bay. So, so thanks for, for humoring me and putting it, on, putting it on the show. I appreciate that. Uh, well, listen, welcome, and thanks for doing this. Very much appreciated. So, so tell us now, uh, Justin, is he the real deal? 100% the real deal. The yeah. guy is, he's a, uh, he's a great leader. He's, uh, he's inspiring a lot of people in the public, but just, I get to sit with him every day and watch him in the House of Commons and watch him, watch him during, uh, caucus meetings and watch him do everything he does up close. He's, he is the real deal. He's a great leader. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. So now you head up to Ottawa every week out on Sunday and back then during the week. Yeah. The house sits like between January and June, for example, we're sitting, sort of three out of four weeks every month. So right. I typically go up on a Sunday night, come back on a Thursday night. I'm there Fridays, uh, one out of every three weeks or so. Yeah, wonderful. But, uh, yeah, so it's a lot of traveling, but it's not that bad. So tell us a little bit about the, the first experiences uh, in Ottawa. I mean, this has got to be, you've been a, you were a lawyer for about 20 years and then suddenly yeah. you're sitting up in the house there. So tell us, what, what have been some of the, of the, 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 the first experiences like doing that? It's, uh, you know what it's a lot like? It's like your first, day in high school or your first day in university because you, you, I arrive in Ottawa and just in the Liberal Caucus alone there's a hundred there's 184 of us but 140 plus are brand new like me yeah. so you've got 140 brand new people so like first year students coming from all over the country and they're they're all smart people with interesting backgrounds and stories and and uh, you know their travels that took them there and they're all trying to learn the ropes and sort of make their mark yeah. and I mean, the analogy goes even further because our offices all are, are all a block from a hill. Everybody lives about a block further away, so it's like a university campus. So it's yeah, but it's uh, it's been really positive. The energy in Ottawa is is very very high. Great, um, right from you know all the members of Parliament, but even the staff and civil servants on the hill. It's it's really really exciting. Very good, very yeah. good. So what's keeping you busy these days? What's the what's the area of focus right now? Uh, well, it's a good question. I mean, I'm uh, the first while there's a learning curve, right? You've got to, yeah. you've got to find out. I used to hear new MPs say all the time, "It takes you a year to find out where the bathrooms are," and I used to sort of roll my eyes. But yeah. it's a metaphor for the truth because you've got to. Uh, there's a lot of different things going on. There's committee work. There's time in the House of Commons. There's uh, constituency work. You've got to be focusing on. This week, for example, I just got. I was appointed to the. Uh, uh, Natural Resources Committee, and on Wednesday I got elected as the chair of the committee, so I'm taking on a, a big responsibility there to deal with, uh, you know, the energy sector and the natural resource sector and the forestry sector. So that's that's yeah. going to be exciting. So that'll take a lot of my time, but my focus really is on Etobicoke Lakeshore because that's yeah. that's where uh, all my constituents are. Yeah, Jay um, over here is one of them. That's right. That's right. He got your vote. You, you, you got his vote. Well, I want to keep it now. You yeah. see, that's that's yeah. that's the plan. So, <laughs> so that's the focus. My my job in Ottawa is to look after Etobicoke Lakeshore. That's really what it comes down yeah. to. Yeah. yeah, very good. What um, what's been the most surprising thing for you since you since you took the seat there? What surprised you the most about it? Uh, it's a good question. I think um, I think how busy it is. I think yeah. there's there's a perception. Uh, that politicians aren't that busy, and uh, I may have been guilty a little bit of that thinking myself. But my days, for example, start typically at you know eight or nine in the morning, and I'm I'm leaving my office at at nine o'clock at night in Ottawa. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so you're busy because you've got time in the House of Commons. You're then in a committee, or then you're meeting with a constituent, or you're meeting with uh, with you know 
uh, a group of people from the riding or you know or businesses it's there's a lot going on so yeah. i would say the biggest surprise is just how busy it is i thought i'd have more time to focus on uh some specific projects that I want to work on, but uh, the, your time is not your own. Yeah. You're very, very busy. So, good stuff. Yeah, good stuff. So, are you doing anything to fly the old Irish flag now? It's an Irish radio show. Well, you speaking of things, th- things of what I want to do, I'm flying oh. the I'm flying the flag uh, with, with both arms. I've got, uh, well, I've got a good uh, relationship with our ambassador Ray Bassett. And yeah, he's been very, very kind to me in Ottawa. He's he's invited me over to his home and. I've been out for dinner with him a couple of times, and I invited him to the government caucus mm-hmm. Christmas party. So, we've been spending some time together, and and uh, it's not just social. I want to learn from him what it is I can do to try to help uh, wave the flag. And uh, I'm I'm next Wednesday, for example. There's all these different parliamentary groups, interparliamentary groups. There's a Canada U.S., Canada uh, U.K., and so on. But there's also a Canada Ireland interparliamentary group, and this Wednesday is our AGM. So I'm going to be going to that, and uh, he's encouraged me to get involved and. I'm going to try to get involved in the executive and wave the flag there. But I was at his house just uh, two weeks ago, and the heritage minister was there to sign a treaty between Ireland and Canada to promote the film industry in both countries. Oh, right. And I met a number of people f- uh, from the local Irish community, the Chamber of Commerce and, and yeah. different businesses, and I, I connected with all of them, and I'm going to try to work with them. And I've, uh, I've even found some of the local establishments in, in Ottawa, uh, you guys, you, you guys may know Pat Kelly. He owns the poorhouse in the old Dubliner <laughs> down there. I've, I've uh, no I can confirm well. that that's a good spot to go. So, <laughs> but I'm doing everything. And and then in uh, first week of March, members are allowed to do statements in the house uh, about things going on in their riding. So I've uh, secured a spot the first week we're sitting in March, and I'm going to get up and talk about uh, how important the Irish community is to Toronto and to my riding and all Wonderful. the things that are going on. You know, people talk about. Uh, most people think March Madness is a basketball tournament. Well, they got to come and spend March in, in Toronto. They'll see what March Madness really is. That so. is March Madness. Yeah. Very good. Good stuff. That's great. You have any questions for the MP there, Kenny? Uh, we're trying to share microphones here. Ah, uh, yeah. No, it's grand. A um, couple of things, maybe. You're you're now then resources. Yeah. What are we going to do about oil? <laughs> Get this dollar back up, right? Don't we have to go to a commercial or something? <laughs> <like that? laughs> He was giving you all the easy ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, back to you. Um, no, look, it's a good question. The economy's in uh, uh, some got some challenges right now, especially in the West. I mean, the resource sector is a big, big part of our economy in Canada. And with oil at under thirty dollars a barrel, it affects tens of thousands of people's jobs, not just in Western Canada, but you know, on the East Coast too, because Newfoundland has a big oil sector as well, and people have to remember that. Um, so, you know, one of the commitments we made during the election was to spend money on infrastructure. You know, I was having dinner with a friend last night who's, um, you know, I put him in the deficit hot category, but he was saying to me, you know, Jamie, you guys really actually do have to spend money to get this economy going. Now, you can't buy your way out, but, you know, the, the infrastructure initiative that we committed to is not a, it's not a make-work project. For, you know, if you talk about Toronto, for example, I've sat down with the mayor and a number of councillors about projects that need to be done in Toronto, and they're not all glamorous projects. I mean, these are these are sort of underground subway repairs and housing mm-hmm. repairs that need to be done, but they cost money and they don't have to do it. But you know, by doing the things that needs to be done, it also creates jobs, you know, and it has the, the trickle down sure. effect. Sure. You know? So it's it's we're we're going to do our best, but uh, 
you know, the oil price, it's, it's a tough one. That's it is, yeah. yeah. And speaking of the Heritage Minister, I mean, there's a couple of movies up now uh, for the Oscars, right, yeah. that uh, have a Canadian-Irish-themed room, and uh, and Brooklyn, I think, is the other one, right? So it's good to see that kind of collaboration. Oh, yeah, no, I, listen, I was really proud to be there that day. Yeah, it was, I bet. It was, a, it was a very special occasion, and it was the ambassador who invited me, and I was uh, grateful to be there, so... You're absolutely right. Good. So you're our new Jim Flaherty down in Ottawa. I, I'm going to yeah. do everything I can. Look, I tell like, you talk about the the Irish impact on the world. You go to, you know, I've traveled a little bit, not a lot. I haven't traveled as far as you were recently, Ken, for example. But you go to any city, any town in the world, and you say, "Where's a good place to get something to eat?" And four out of five times, somebody's going to include the local Irish pub in that. Yeah, right? I mean, the that's Irish, very true. Yeah. Irish culture has had a greater impact on the world, I would say, than than many others, if not all of them. Especially in March, right? So oh, especially in March, absolutely. Well, listen, we'll give you a wee bit of break from the mic here. We'll throw on a wee bit of a music, and this is the first request that you gave us. It's <laughs> McCarthy's Party. You're going to bring a tear to my <laughs> The Carlton Show brand. <laughs> Come to our party, our house to be sure will be crowded to the door. Are we all looking hearty at McCarthy's party? We'll all let down our hair. The Murphys, Burks, and Baileys will be there with their shillelaghs down at McCarthy's party. Woo! At McCarthy's party, everyone was hearty. Someone hit baloney on the nose with the handle of a broom. McCarthy swept the room, and then the row arose, and it was murder. He and his cousin paralyzed a half a dozen. They hit both swift and hard. A number of the boys will never make a noise, cause they're lying in the old churchyard. A lady then did try. Piece of pie, man, but she was a grand old creature, roaring like a bull. Ah, she was beautiful. Hey, madam, craters couldn't imitate her. Opened up her mouth, northeast, west, and south, for all the world to see. She couldn't get it shut, so Murphy stuck his foot down at McCarthy's party. Woo! At McCarthy's party. Everyone was hardy, someone hit baloney on the nose oh, With the handle of a broom, McCarthy swept the room And then a row arose and it was murder Murphy and his cousin paralyzed a half a dozen They hit both swift and hard A number of the boys will never make a noise Cause they're lying in the old churchyard, yes everyone Irish Abbey in Etobicoke's newest Irish pub invites you down to see what the buzz is all about. Our man is Brendan Dolan and his team guarantee an authentic Irish pub experience. Located at 5555 Eggington Avenue West, just west of Ramfort Avenue, the Irish Abbey is inspired by tradition. The menu is filled with delicious pub grub. Enjoy the warm interior decor that includes a large bar area and a variety of cozy spots to call your own. 
There's even a large patio outside if you're looking for a bit of fresh air. There's a lovely private room called the Centennial. It has a fireplace, a 60-inch flat screen that can be used for meetings. It's a great spot for hosting special events, team or association gatherings. Drop in any time and say hello to Brendan and his friendly bunch or give them a call at 416-695-9178. And don't forget to check out theirishabean.com for the schedule of weekly live entertainment. So off you go to 5555 Eglinton Avenue West, just west of Ramfort Avenue. The Irish Abean, you won't be disappointed. When you think of Irish tradition, what comes to mind? Live music, great hospitality, and a pub atmosphere of laughter and song imported from the Emerald Isle itself. And one of Ireland's greatest imports is the Keane family, serving up the finest fare and crack this side of County Galway since 1991 at the Galway Arms. The family-owned pub has been charming patrons since, well, last century, and as a result attracts some of the GTA's greatest Irish characters. Known far and wide for its chef-designed menu and traditional Irish music, it's also Toronto's home of Gaelic games live from Ireland on the big screens. You can like them on Facebook and you're sure to like them in person. Visit thegalwayarms.ca to view daily specials. The Galway Arms, your home away from home and not too far from home at 838 the Queensway in Etobicoke. Call 416-251-0096. Make a date and make it for the Galway Arms. Ah, uh, no. Look at you. Yes. Hey, uh, just uh, we played the Belfast Lounge, uh, Belfast Lounge uh, ad earlier, and uh, I got a message from Colin. Um, my bad, but uh, he just wanted to let all of our listeners know that there's a Belfast reunion going on there tonight at eight o'clock. Uh, Hugo starts at eight o'clock tonight. Oh, very good. And, uh, all of the proceeds go to the Antrim float in the St Patrick's Day parade. So good for Colin getting involved in that. Anyway, a bit of crackdown at the Galway or at the uh, Belfast Lounge, the Galway Arms which we just heard as well, is tonight is the big Mayo night down there. Yes, it is indeed. And there's a very popular Mayo person who's having a birthday today as well. John Morley's birthday is today. Ah, Isn't he way. some cute yoke? Yeah. Huh? He puts That's the Mayo the Mayo event on, right his, on birthday. his birthday. He won't have to put his hands in his pockets Not tonight. Not at all, no. That's smart, isn't I'll he? tell you one thing. Huh? You happy couldn't birthday. get past them, huh? A loyal listener there, John is. But uh, happy birthday to John. Very good. Now, and about uh, that. And as you know now, we have a special guest in studio, James Maloney, MP for Lakeshore, Etobicoke. And uh, he's obviously an avid listener, or at least Deirdre is. Because he brought oh, in. Wait, that's right. the thanks, Ken. That reminds me. <laughs> I have to say hello, Deirdre. There. Oh, you see? Yeah, yes. How could you forget? <laughs> yes, yes. I know, Deirdre. He was talking about you here all morning. So James said he got up early this morning and made soda bread for us. <laughs> was it you? I don't know why you can't say that with a straight face, Ken. <laughs> You're questioning my credibility. I was uh, I was around when it was being made. Let's <laughs> All right, good, yeah. good, good. Yeah, no, we love our baked treats in here, and uh, James came through today. Soda bread. We're going to have some after, De- after Deirdre the show. Deirdre's soda bread is, is second only to Anne Looney's. Hers, hers is, ah. Even Deirdre will admit that. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. All right, fair enough. That's good, that's good. So tell us uh, what else is happening. Well, first I have to I have to say thanks for playing that song. By the oh yeah, show band that brings back a lot of memories. And you, your your listeners don't know this, but the boards are lighting up. People phoning into where to find <laughs> out to get a copy of that. So, um, Actually, tell us the story that you were you're, when you uh, moved down to Toronto. You went to Michael Power High School. Yeah, so I, I I grew up listening to the Carlton Show Band in Thunder Bay, and they came and played there a few times. And I met them as a as a kid. And then I moved here, went to Michael Power High School, and in my grade. 
is a is a kid by the name of Chris O'Toole, whose father was the drummer and the band leader for the Carlton Show Band. So it was a, wow. it's a small world. Something. Yeah, yeah. yeah, incredible, incredible. <laughs> Good stuff. But that, that's a that's a dreadful song, I have to say. <laughs> I want to go on the record, right? Well, the thing that brought the tear to to James' eye was when Maloney gets the punch in the nose. You see, and that, that's the line <laughs> in the song, right? So. Well, hopefully, hopefully that never happens. Hopefully anyway, that never happens. It's good stuff. All right, so uh, more music. Yeah, we'll play another wee track, and then we'll come back and chat a bit more with James. This now lady comes from good stock. Mm-hmm. Mary Black and Francis Black. Wow. This is Aoife Scott, and off her new track, "Carried the Day." This is a good track. Here, listen to this. Like a lark who twisted round itself. Almost everything he did caused pain to someone else. It's not just to watch your born with, it's what you choose to bear. It's not how big your share is, it's how much you can share. It's not the fights you dreamed of, those you really fought. It's not how much you're given, so what you do with what you've got. Now what's the use of two strong legs when you only run away? Finest voice if you've nothing good to say Good is strength and muscle Only push and show Tell me what's the use of two strong ears When you can't hear those you love It's not just what you're born with It's what you choose to bear It's not how big your share is It's how much you can share It's not the fights you dreamed of Those you really fought It's not how much you're given It's what you do with what you've got good that's a great new track of our cd carry the day all right we have james here in studio james tell us a little bit about uh stuff that you might be doing with immigration or can you help us in the community in here in uh in toronto yeah uh, thanks ken i mean there's again if you go around toronto to you know you're running into uh irish immigrants uh 
more and more and more. The numbers increase. I don't need to tell you that or anybody who's listening to this show. But um, with that comes a lot of challenges. And a lot of the people who are trying to get permanent residency status and, and, and stay here and work here, the immigration rules are um, they're not simple and they're, they're sometimes a bit of a moving target. So um, if anybody needs any help, they can reach out to me. They can get a hold of me. At, I'll give you my personal email address. It's james at jamesmaloney.ca, which is an easy one to remember. And uh, be glad to help out because there, you know, there's tens of thousands of uh, Irish immigrants coming to Canada. And you know what? Most of them are coming to Toronto, which I'm very glad about. So it's, uh, if I can help out. Yeah, and if you go to uh, my constituency office is 1092 Islington Avenue in Etobicoke. Um, my phone number is 416-251-5510. Um, I don't have a website up and running yet. I just got the constituency office open a couple weeks ago, but uh, if you Google me, you can find my Facebook page and Twitter account and uh, the government uh, information on there, but I will have a, a personal website up very, very soon. So. Great, yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's Ireland's loss, but Canada's gain. Yeah. All these uh, young immigrants, immigrants that are coming out, and yeah. uh, they'll make a big impact on this city as uh, as those who've gone before them. So, well, absolutely. Look, in my in my old job, I was working at my law firm. We hired we hired uh, three or four uh, Irish immigrants as law clerks and lawyers, and uh, you know, doing my part there. And I'm gonna Great I'll, stuff. I'll do what I can now. So, anything I can do to help, you know, please just let me know. Excellent, excellent. Good stuff. Well, listen, I sent you a note during the week. You did indeed. To let you know that, <coughs> excuse me, that my dad is dead 21 years oh, this yeah. week. Wow. And um, he had a couple of songs he used to like singing. One of them was My Way, but this was his favourite one. It's called Bonnie Mary of Argyle. So this is for me, Dad. But not for the 
Right, folks, here we go with the Guinness Community Calendar of Events. And James talked about it being March Madness, and there's no doubt when you hear the activities that are going on in this community. But we'll start with uh, a project that myself and Mark are involved in, and that's Irish Project Hope. And young Mike over here from Syria is starting to settle in real well, but we are still accepting donations because we have a few more families coming. So if you'd like to be part of this, we'd love you to send in uh, check and uh, you can send it to the Holy Rosary Parish in Toronto and if you just title it Irish Project Hope send it to Holy Rosary Parish 354 St. Clair Avenue West in Toronto and it's M5P1N4 and put it to the attention of Ethna Heffernan it'll be greatly appreciated applications for the Toronto Rose 2016 are now open and you can send in your application into an email torontorosoftralee at hotmail.com or give Shannon Ellen a call at 519-731-2664 Derek O'Donoghue the Vice President of the Clare Galway Association has registered their association for the St. Patrick's Day Parade They're encouraging all their members to make a special effort to participate and support in the county by walking with their association group. And they're looking for folks to carry banners and flags, and you're welcome to join in in uh, into their location wearing your county colours and our St. Patrick's Day paraphernalia. And we want to thank Tom and Maureen for sending us in that email. Click with the Celts and share some crack. Celtic Canada coast to coast. It's the latest news covering all things Celtic, keeping traditions alive in Canada. You can contact Ellie at 416-845-9900 or email her at info at CelticCanada.com or you can even visit their website, CelticCanada.com and uh, Ellie is looking for advertisers and stories, so get in touch with her. Maureen Mulvey O'Leary wants you to know that the dance classes are back on on Mondays at the Irish Supporters Club in Ridge, on Ridgeway uh, from 7.30 till 9.30. Tuesdays at the Corktown Pub on Young Street in Hamilton from 6.30 to 8.30. And Wednesdays at the new Senior Centre on the Danforth. Children are on from 5.30 to 7.30 and adults 7.30 till 9.30. And Thursdays at the All Saints Catholic High School in Whitby. Children from 6 to 8, adults from 8 till 9.30. And Mark, give a shout out to Mr. Morley and the Mayo Association. And yes, at the Galway Arms tonight, the crack will be mighty. So go out and join the Mayo folks and uh, 
have a great night at the Mayo Association Night Out. Friends of Sinn Féin are uh, presenting their launch of the 1916 Centenary Programme, the O'Donovan Rossa Memorial Lectures, Dr. Michael Quigley and Dr. Gareth Stevenson on Saturday, February the 27th at 7.30pm and that's at the Intercontinental Hotel in Yorkville on Bloor Street West and it's a great price. It's free, free of charge. You can give them a call at 416-402-3729. The 38th Concelebrated Mass in honour of St. Patrick is on on Sunday, February the 28th at 3.30pm at St. Celia's Church and that's 161 Annette Street, just west of Keele. And the Mass will be celebrated by His Eminence Thomas Cardinal Collins and a reception to follow at the Church Hall. Toronto Irish players are celebrating 40 years of quality Irish theatre and their latest offering is Shadow of a Gunman by Sean O'Casey. It's directed by Jim Ivers and produced by Geraldine Brown. It's taking place, of course, at the Alumni Theatre at 70 Berkeley Street in Toronto. Evening performances are at 8pm and they run March 3rd, 4th, 5th, 10th, 11th, 12th, 17th, 18th and 19th. And there's a matinee at 2pm on Sunday, March the 6th. Tickets are $20 and seniors and students are $18. The opening night is a wine and cheese reception and it's $50. And there's a special day on Thursday, March the 10th and it's pay what you can with a minimum of $10. You can give them a call at 416-440-2888 or visit them at torontoirishplayers.com. Chris Lang and Traditional Irish Music Weekend is taking place from the 4th to the 6th, and that's taking place at the Transact Club. It's the 25th anniversary of that festival. There'll be uh, pipers and fiddlers in from the United States and Canada and Ireland, and you can get in touch with them at uh, chrislangan.ca, and you can buy your tickets there as well. And there will be some available on a first-come, first-served basis at the door. The March screenings for Forgotten, that's Eleanor McGrath's uh, latest documentary. They are at the Toronto Irish Film Festival on Saturday, March the 5th at 4pm. And you can get t- uh, tickets at torontoirishfilmfest.com. If you find yourself in Chicago, it's on down there at the Chicago Peace on Earth Film Festival. And then it's back uh, in Toronto on Tuesday, March the 15th at 6.15pm at the Toronto Short Film Festival. Sunday, March the 6th, this is a big day and it kind of really kicks off all the St. Patrick's Day celebrations. It's the IPOY and, uh, of course, they're honouring Brian Farmer this year and they want to make sure that you get in and get your tickets early. Tickets are selling quickly, so you want to give Anne Looney a call at 416-621-2510. And, of course, everything kicks off there at uh, noon at the Hilton and they're uh, $65. You can also contact any of the other committee members, and Cormac Monaghan, Kitty Freely, Angelo Murray, and Anne-Marie O'Donnell. So get out there and celebrate with uh, Brian Farmer. And if you want a, tic- a ticket at the chamber table, you can contact services at gmail.com. And the longest luncheon that is to take place ever on St. Patrick's Day is held in Toronto, of course, and it's the Ireland Fund of Canada luncheon on Friday, March the 11th. It's a great afternoon, includes a pre-lunch reception with traditional Irish music, and then there's going to be a great three-course lunch and an array of lively entertainment, followed by a post-lunch party. We're thrilled that uh, Alan Doyle of Great Big C will be the MC and the entertainer for the day, and it's all taking place at the Metro Toronto Convention Centre in the South Buildings at 11am, and then you can join the Quinn Family Pub 
and uh, it opens up, of course, beforehand, and then after that, again, at 2.30pm, and you'll be entertained by the O'Deadleys, so you can uh, get your better uh, dancing in there. The Open Door Kelly is having a fundraising Kelly for the Syrian refugees, and it's taking place on Saturday, March the 12th, from 8pm till 11.30 at the Royal Canadian Legion, 3591 Dundas Street, Western Toronto. Tickets are $15, and it's always a great night of uh, entertainment, and of course, that all goes towards Irish Project Hope. The Burlington Legion is having their big St. Patrick's Day dinner, and it's on uh, at 828 The Legion Road in Burlington. It's on Thursday, March the 17th. There's entertainment by Ian MacDonald. There'll be the Manning Irish Dancers. It's from 5 p.m. till 11 and the uh, the feature of the uh, the event is their silent auction. You can get in touch with Ron Simpson and the folks down at the Burlington Legion at 905-639-6400, and tickets are $30. The Easter breakfast is uh, is happening, the 1916 Easter Rising, on March 27th, 11 till 4 p.m. at the Sheraton Centre Hotel on Queen Street in Toronto. Danny Morrison, former Sinn Féin public, uh, publicity director is uh, is the guest speaker and there'll be music by Fresh Air. Adults are $25. Ch- children are $15. You can give them a call at 416-402-3729. And uh, I know there's more stuff but it's in April and we're running out of time. So that's right. it for the community calendar events, folks. Good man. Go good to man. our website and they're all up there. Very good. Very good. Well, listen, uh, we're probably what, we're coming up to the top of the hour. We are. Um, just wanted to thank uh, James Maloney for joining us in the studio. James, very good for you to do with it. Hopefully we can do it again. Anytime, guys. Listen, it was, uh, uh, I'm very grateful for you having me on. It's a, uh, an honor to be on the show. And I just want to say uh, to all the people in Etobicoke Lakeshore what an honor it is to be their MP. And I want to thank all of the people who voted for me and tell all the people who didn't vote for me I'm going to earn your respect over the next four years. Well said. And... Uh, Get you to vote for me next time, and I just I've got to give a shout out to to uh, well I want first I want to congratulate Brian Farmer on yeah. being the Irish Person of the Year, and I've got to give a uh, a shout out to Eddie Brett, who's uh, last year's uh, Irish Person of the Year, and uh, he's not only a good friend of mine, he's my spiritual and cultural advisor, so I, I thank him. And lastly, I want to thank you guys. You guys every week uh, you are a big part of this community, and you do great work, and you communicate information out there which is very valuable so thanks very much to you guys so appreciate thank you very much James on. well great very kind words right we're going out on an old song there Kenny what are we we are indeed yeah this is uh, this is uh, another new uh, traditional CD a fella called Oshin McDiarmada and uh, this is all to do with Sligo Fiddlers this mm. whole uh, this whole CD is, is on that so again thanks to James for coming in that's it for another week folks we'll chat to you next week Slán Slán
programming for our Irish community can be heard every Saturday from 11 a.m. to 